Moving Iron Podcast Markets with Chip Nelger. Chip is with Blue Reef Agri-Marketing out of Morton, Illinois. And Chip, there is a little bit of stuff going on here, but it is a the Wednesday before Thanksgiving here. So more importantly, what are you doing for Thanksgiving, man? Uh, I'm going to eat a lot of turkey. Going, yep. uh, going to my parents. I love Thanksgiving. And yep. uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go off the... Uh, the healthy eating for a little while and i'm going to load up um multiple times right no i I hear you yeah thanksgiving i'm just we're sticking around the house here in scott's bluff so it's just uh we're gonna gonna eat eat a little bit go see some friends and have some good time but i love thanksgiving for the sheer fact of like it's no pressure right there's no there's no gifts to give there's nothing to do other than see how much food you can possibly eat and watch football i mean that's really the that's the holiday, right? And it's just, uh, that's, uh, and that's a good day, right? It's there. a great day. It's a great day. So, well, there's not a lot going on, you know. Obviously, it's the the Wednesday before holiday, and uh, markets aren't really doing much. But one thing I do want to focus on here, and because I, I think there's some there's a good chance that this could have a have a good uh, a, a, some positive uh, moves for the U.S. corn market, and that's what's happening in Brazil. Um, they've they've rolled back their expectations for their for their corn harvest this year uh, as far as what harvest is going to look like and you know Argentina as well has had its own struggles um, whether it be uh, cold cool cold cool in wet weather or uh, a little bit of dryness as well just like in Brazil where they've had a fair amount of dryness in their key growing areas so talk about what you see happening in Brazil and, and how that could have a effect on the U.S. market. Yeah, so you got a little bit of everything going on there. Um, there. There's a lot going on, and a little bit of everything. So they're they're trying to finish up planting uh, in in both Brazil and Argentina. Um, you've got some pockets that have been too wet. You've got some pockets that uh, need rain. <clears throat> you've got uh, overall, though, I think it's pretty good. You just don't hear a whole lot. Um, about, you know, adverse weather at this point. And usually when you don't hear a lot out of uh, the Southern Hemisphere, things are going generally pretty good. But I do think there are some pockets around um, that they've had kind of extremes both ways that we need to watch. Another thing that's going on is um, their currency. There was some news the other day that um, their president uh, said, we're not we're not really going to do anything to support our currency. Um, and, and that had a big drop against the dollar. <clears throat> and what that means is their farmers there, um, I believe, are like five year highs in what they're receiving uh, in, in both. I mean, in everything, anything mm-hmm. they're selling in dollars is, is at a five year high, whether it's corn or beans um, or other agricultural products. So um, that may push them actually to maybe seed some extra, um, you know, beans, uh, if they can, um, in, in areas and, and expand that acreage a little bit. And I think that's been the biggest thing that, uh, this bean market has faced the last, uh, couple, uh, guess going on three weeks now is, um, you know, 
cheaper supplies. Although our exports have been really good and we're shipping a lot out, <clears throat> we're, uh, we're above last year's pace. And China's been taking a fair amount of beans here the last month or so, and we're shipping a lot out. The, the situation in the Southern Hemisphere has kind of taken over and uh, the funds have got out of their long position in beans. They're now net short. Uh, we're under all the moving averages. So it's just been a big implosion in the bean market. It's about 60 cents straight down. I think we've closed lower, something like 11 out of the last 13 trading days in beans. And so they're kind of searching for uh, a value area in here. And the biggest hindrance right now is is not only Brazil, but then you've got Argentina as well. And uh, they're kind of in the same in the same boat there. Now, there's some talk floating around out of uh, Argentina about maybe <clears throat> some um, they've got a new uh, administration there, a new president, I believe. And uh, they've talked about maybe increasing the export tax on both corn and beans. Um, you know, I don't know if that'll have a major impact that the farmers still have to sell. And that's one of the biggest, if not the biggest, um, you know, tax uh, revenue sources for the Argentina government is um, is corn and beans. So there's really no way around that. You could argue that maybe um, their farmers will hold a little longer, but, you know, the supply is still going to be there. So uh, I don't think that'll have a lasting effect um, there. And, um, you know, as far as the political front goes, it's it's kind of less than stable in, in Brazil, too. So right. um, that could, you know, rear its head at, at some point in time. So they're just getting, you know, early on in their growing season. They've got uh, a long way to go here uh, before they have a crop. But uh, certainly the next 60 days are going to be uh, much more important from a weather standpoint um, in the southern hemisphere. And the market will start watching uh, that um, closer and closer, especially once we get into to December here. So, you know, so one other thing about that, too, is, you know, I'm reading this here off of Pro Farmer today, and there's, you know, they just have, Brazil's just shattered records when it comes to exports, um, especially corn exports, um, year over year, and, and they're like all-time record highs, and there's uh, no end in sight. And a lot of that has to do, I mean, China came to the table, what they would normally buy from us, they... <clears throat> About from the Chinese or from the Chinese, from the Bra Brazilians down there. But um, like you said to that point earlier, we are starting to see a little bit of a of a spike in our in our exports, <clears throat> especially when you start looking at hogs. Uh, um, you know, we're kind of the last game in town now. They've the uh, Chinese have bought um, started buying Canadian hogs, and you know we're they keep kind of circumventing us and and buying what they just have to buy from us, but. You know, there, there's an article the other day talking about how China was thinking about doing away with its 72% um, uh, tariff on, on U.S. hogs, which I guess they can control that whenever they want to. But I guess still so talk about what you see happen in the hog market right now. And it, they're still bouncing around with some not very good numbers out there, but it seems like they're kind of poised to take off in the hog market a little bit. Yeah, it's been a, a rough go in, in hogs. We, um, first and foremost... We hog producers, the hog industry is basically on a, a never ending expansion here. It's been several years in a row. Where we just increase, you know, anywhere from two to four percent. So we've got a lot of, of hogs out there and we're feeding them heavier. So we're putting a lot of supply out in the market. That's the biggest problem that the hog market has. It's kind of scary what uh, would 
you know, be the situation if we didn't have this thing going on with uh, the Chinese hog herd and their big demand. Right. Um, there's and there's been some screwy games going on too, and and you know, livestock people, hog hog people in particular, have kind of been been yelling for a while, like, hey, we're we're not getting all the information, right? Um, you know, Smithfield's shipping out whole carcasses. And they not they don't have to report that. And there's just a story out the other day that the USDA is now going to uh, supposedly start enforcing and making them report um, whole carcasses. Uh, which why wouldn't they? Right. right. I mean, um, so the packing industry packers are making just ungodly amounts of money. Like it's just obscene how much money the packers are making. And and yet the hog guy, um, you know, is kind of feeling the brunt of it right now because. Uh, this cash market just can't seem to get up and, and go. Um, now, out there in front of us in the summer months, you know, we spent uh, quite a bit of time over 90. I think some of those months uh, have dipped under that. But, you know, you've got a lot of optimism built in out in the summer months. So things look much brighter out there. Um, you know, I think the hope was that, you know, maybe China starts taking a lot more of our pork and, uh, you know, you'd run those up, maybe challenge all-time highs, get them, you know, get them over 100, maybe 110, 115. And that's still possible. But uh, the, the biggest issue right now is a big supply. You know, it's kind of like what we're facing in the grain markets. And, um, you know, the world has shown that they can increase production as well. We're, we're not the only game in the world anymore. We might be the best game, the highest quality, um, you know, the easiest to, to get um, ship out and, and get supplies from, but there's certainly uh, big supplies of a lot of things in many other areas of the world now, and uh, it's just such a such an interrelated um, you know world market now that uh, we're not we're not the only game in town, and we're kind of facing uh, you know seeing the, the the brunt of that right now, unfortunately. Yep. Yep. Very true. Very true. All right, man. Um, I think the other thing that I guess I would I'd want to hit on a little bit too is is the uh, is the beef complex and what we see happening there as far as proteins go. It seems like the, the cattle market obviously has had a, a nice rebound from the from the lows of the Tyson fire out in, in Kansas there, and it's rebounded nicely. and And we're seeing some uh, week over week uh, gains there, and the uh, the uh, cold storage reports and stuff like that are, are being somewhat uh, supportive to what we see happen. So talk about what we see happen in the cattle complex yeah. <clears throat> that's maybe one of the, the bright spot of the uh, protein world right now is the <clears throat> is the cattle market and we had a rough go over there with that plant fire that mm -hmm. you mentioned uh we had a huge break in prices but it didn't last very long and, and i think most people uh yeah maybe maybe some guys had to sell a couple loads um you know into that big washout but for the most part it didn't last long enough to really really hurt badly we bounced back we've had a tremendous rally 21 22 dollars straight up um exports are just kind of you know limping along they're, they're they're just enough and so i think domestic demand has been really strong the cold storage report like you mentioned it was it was the bright spot you know massive buildup in in pork bellies and, and beef i think was one percent lower so um we've got good domestic demand that's the, the bright spot and um you know i think I think cattle producers right now are, are really, um, you know, finally holding their own, making a little money now. Things look bright. 
Uh, they tried to break this cattle market a couple times. Uh, you know, the feeder cattle market had a little bit of a break. I don't know, six, seven dollars maybe off the highs. And it came roaring back yesterday. Uh, you know, the most have been able to break this. Uh, the live cattle market is a couple bucks off the highs. And it was into new highs yesterday for this move. So that is the real bright spot is, is the cattle market. I think um, we have to. Sorry about that. Might have been a little pause there. I think uh, I think from cattle producer perspective, it, it, you have to understand um, as as well they do that it's not going to be great forever, and uh, we got to take this and, and higher prices if we see those out here in the next sixty days. Um, you know, to really take start taking some risk off the table uh, because we've just you know you've shown that it's it's a world market. You can have something a, a tweet a, a political event. Uh, some sort of a conflict somewhere and uh, all our markets become interrelated and they can, you know, look as ugly as they, as they do good right now. So a lot of risk out there is my point. And I think, you know, cattle producers really have to have that uh, in the back of their minds here, especially with, uh, with any higher prices going forward, looking at some really good levels out there. And, and it's, uh, it's not something to be uh, taken lightly probably. So that, uh, that's one thing, uh, cattle guys probably uh you know maybe going to be really thankful for is a nice bounce back could have been a catastrophic thing with that plant being shut down and that industry really bounced back um you know they added shifts um you know at other plants and we really picked up the slack so uh, just goes to show you that uh the cattle industry is pretty resilient and uh, looking good right now. Right on. All right, Chip, plenty of stuff going on. If folks want to reach out to you and, and get help working on a plan or or uh, just have you maybe re- review a plan they've got going on or just revise something they've already got out there for this coming uh, 2020 marketing year, uh, how would they do that? Yeah, best way is just, uh, just call me at, at the office. It's 309-550-7213. Love to chat with you. No risk. A uh, lot going on right now, and it's critical to to have a plan, no matter what part of uh, agriculture you're in. The, the livestock side, the the row crop side, or or both. Um, you got to have a plan. It's going to be uh, and has been uh, critical, and, and going to be more so in uh, in the upcoming new year of 2020. All right, Chip. Well, thanks a lot for being on the podcast. I'm Casey Seymour with Moving Iron Podcast. You can find me at Moving Iron LLC on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Send me an email at Moving Iron Podcast at movingironpodcast.com. Also, check out the Global Ag Network, where I'm a, I'm a part of that as well. So you can go down to the bottom of their website, and there is a, uh, a link there where you can subscribe to their uh newsletter and get all the latest information about what's going on as far as the global ag network goes so with that i guess i am uh i'm casey seymour with chip nellinger here and uh, we're gonna go out and move some iron have a good thanksgiving folks out moving iron in the 21st century hard-working people working hard for you and me Find us here Moving on